Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring so it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions so excited to have another guest with me here today who is Bishal Yay! thank you very much for having me how are you I'm very good I'm very good thank you how are you yeah, good. Thanks. Thank you for like coming along to the podcast and, you know, finally got around to doing it. But I guess like I could maybe do a quick intro of like how I met you and stuff. And then I'll, you know, ask your name, age, and occupation and stuff. But I think like we always kind of like knew each other, like, because we we're both like in, in Farnborough and, uh, you know, you just know people. But I don't think I ever actually like met you in person until you started where we work. Right. So we work in the yeah. same company. Um, and then, yeah, we've just been like following each other's stuff and um I just thought it'd be a great you know idea to have you on here and kind of just to get to know you as an individual and kind of represent um mm. us right and, and the police people who are working in the corporate world kind of thing because I think you know more and more people are getting into that scene so yeah so excited to have you here um so for the people that don't know you maybe do you want to start off with your name Asian occupation absolutely well Mika thank you very much for having me first of all a big fan of self-death Sundays and everything <laughs> uh, and also I've got to give you a big credit for actually for me to for me working at Salesforce also is very much down to you because um, I wouldn't know of Salesforce if it wasn't for you to be honest with you mm-hmm. but yeah for the listeners I guess my name is Michelle Michelle Prasenanga I'm 26 years old again old now <laughs> um, and I what was the next question was the occupation was what? it yeah what's your job like in the simplest form so i mean yeah, i know what you do <laughs> absolutely so i work in the same company as me i work in salesforce and i work in sales so um, i'm used to being on the other side of the table actually so i i'm used to asking people questions not actually answering them so this is interesting <laughs> the tables have turned yeah. hasn't it <laughs> tables have turned indeed <laughs> yeah so i guess let's jump straight into it right so the whole purpose of the show is to really get to know your ordinary tales and um, you know what makes you who you are so my first question to you Bashar, is actually asking you right what really drives you and as an individual and that could be in a professional personal setting like ideally what motivates you to do everything that you do in your life that's a very big question isn't it, <laughs> it is, <laughs> but yeah. um i think what motivates me to do uh, what i'm doing at the moment is actually i want to be at a stage where i can help other people right so um when I was working for my previous company, Microgena, one of the things my manager told me was that there's really you can split your life into three stages. You sort of learn, you do, then you teach, right? So um, I'm very much at the learning stage at the moment, I'd say, uh, or maybe perhaps doing a little bit as well. But I really want to be at a stage where I'm teaching things to, let's say, my kids or even to, you know other people around me and things like that. And you know, what really drives me is I want to be at that stage and really want to inspire other people and things like that, you know, but that's had sort of a very broad, uh, high level, but in a somewhat granular, granular terms, um, day to day, I'm very sort of, I guess, uh, number, number driven and things like that, which is why I'm in sales, I guess. And uh, there's a cool story to, I guess, um, so I don't know if you know, uh, in university, I used to study accounting finance, right? So I was very much a math person. And um, while I was doing my placement year um, at the BMW, I kind of just experimented into different uh, parts of the business. So I did finance, I did sort of 
reports and audited sales and things like that. And at that point, I kind of realized that, uh, you know, being in the finance team wasn't quite for me because um, I kind of did a day in finance and it literally was the longest day of my life, you know, so uh, <laughs> that's how I felt anyway. So um, after graduation, I kind of just, uh, I went to a sales role where I was in a, a very sort of boiler room kind of environment where I was making calls and things like that. And uh, in sales, you kind of, you, you pick up these uh, quick wins and, you know, when it, when it, when you close a deal and things like that, so you, it, there's a feeling that you can't quite describe it, and that, that's what really drives me, you know. And mm. I like I like the recognition you get in sales. I like I like sort of hitting the numbers, hitting the targets, and things like that. And that's what really drives me. I, I kind of need that really uh, to get me motivated for work and things like that. I think so. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a very long answer to your short question, but <laughs> no, that's exactly the kind of stuff that we will be talking about. And I think it's interesting how you like really you started off with a really high kind of goal around you know just helping people in mm. general and, and inspiring in that when you get to that you know teaching stage at the moment, like you said, you put your hand up and said mm. you're very much in that learning stage. And I think a lot of people at our age who are kind of early in in career ish, like this is the time where we're going to learn and grow the most. But I think Absolutely. it's clear that you know eventually there's going to get come a time when you're going to have to teach to other people and I guess what you will be teaching according to your current profession is sales right and you know I understand sales like we both understand sales but I think for the mm-hmm. people that are listening like you, you mentioned that the high I guess the high right there's the, the quick high that you get when you close something or you, you end up selling something like maybe for the people listening you could just give a quick um I guess what traits do you think you need to, to, to become a good salesperson because you know mm-hmm. a lot of people might not be familiar with their industry and actually what goes behind the scenes of selling right yeah absolutely I think uh, there's a thing where I think there's misconception of uh, what a salesperson should be right and uh, a lot of people think salespeople should be the ones that talk a lot they can talk about themselves and all that but I think it's really the opposite right you really have to be a good listener to be in sales, I think. And mm. because a big part of our job is actually to understand the person we're speaking to, understand the challenges and the pains that we're uh, talking about here, right? For example, if you're if you're a CEO of a company, what are your pains? What are your challenges? What's keeping you up at night? You know, and really being able to um, sort of map out these pains and challenges into the solution that we're providing, right? So, you know, Salesforce and Mika, like, you know, we provide from CRM, we're such a CRM, but we literally can do anything, right? So mm. it's really uh, being able to listen to these challenges and then map it out into um, what solution we can provide. So it's not who can sell the product the best. It's, I think it's more so about who can really listen and understand the customer, you know, mm. and um at the end of the day they say people buy from people right so like um people like to really you know people like it when people take interest in their business in their life and things like that so really i think what makes a good salesperson is uh just that sort of you know selling with empathy almost right so like being able to understand that uh the company the person you're speaking to and things like that but that's the main thing and uh there isn't a certain type of salesperson for example if you look around your Salesforce tower or even even if I look around my office well not at the moment but I mean not right uh, now <laughs> when we were in the office uh, you see all different types of salespeople you see the hard-working people that sort of come in at seven o'clock and leave at 6 p.m and no, you know they work the extra hours they put their heads down and work you see the ones that are sort of more sort of uh, service orientated so they like helping the customers and things like that um, you see the people that are sort of you know 
you know, just the typical salespeople that you really love talking about themselves. They're, you know, really good at opening relationships and things like that. So there isn't a really, you have to be like this to be a salesperson, but the main thing is you have to, that's a really be good at listening to people and really understanding what you're trying to, uh, why you're trying to sell something, you know, because we're not, we're not trying to push something then sell something that they don't need. Uh, we're trying to solve an issue here. And that's, if you understand that, mm. I think you'll be a successful salesperson. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess if you think about, you know, jobs being hard, like obviously it depends on the industry. So if you're a doctor, you work in a high stressful environment, or if you're in the army, mm. like every single job has its own kind of stress and hard times but i think from a corporate point of view and from you know my experience of working in the corporate world i would definitely say like sales is probably one of the toughest jobs because of the rejections you face and the persist like you know you have to be resilient to nose in your face and yeah at the end of the day you are selling solutions products whatever you're doing and you're selling it to a person right and like you mentioned people buy from people if you're not a likable person then they won't want to listen to you um and everyone's ego driven so if you show to them that you're listening to what they're saying i think you're they're more likely to sway towards what you will eventually say in the future kind of thing so yeah i mean yeah just for the people that don't know about sales i just thought it'd be a good you know idea to kind of delve a bit deeper into that so thank you for yeah you summarized it better than i did to be honest but (laughs) (laughs) i i am joining that yeah i am joining that side soon aren't i so might as well (laughs) absolutely absolutely and like i said yeah it is it is a very high pressure role right i mean you're, you start a month, you, you're working towards a target and you might reach that target, but look, look, we just ended July, we ended Q3 and we're starting the new, new quarter now and everyone starts from zero again. So you've got to do that every month, every quarter, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just, uh, you do it once and that's it. But yeah, it's, and it's that, that's something I enjoy, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I, get, I get the high off that. So yeah, it, it, it's for me really, I think that's what I think for yeah, and you get the reward as well, right? Let's not leave. Let's not leave that bit out. <laughs> it is definitely rewarding. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all the hard work. It, I mean, you need something to, at the end of the day, right, to look forward to. But yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, so it, it's good. It's high pressure role, but it is very rewarding as well. Yeah, and now is the right time. Like, I guess if we are in our twenties and stuff, like we've got the health and we've got the mental. You know, we're not burnt out yet, so might as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. push ourselves to the most right from a mental and, and stress point of view right now because this is the peak time um and yeah whether we like it or not things are gonna you know deteriorate as we get older so yeah i mean you're in the right space and from a growth and self-development point of view i'm sure that you're l- learning and growing every single day right because i'm sure every single day is different as well yeah absolutely and uh i mean we get coaching and stuff like that as well to work on sales but obviously that's just part of my life right i mean career sales is just one part of my life i do things to obviously coach myself and develop every day as well so it's just day to day um but yeah um kind of best i mean i'm still i still get stressed i mean <laughs> i'm not i'm not a perfect salesperson just yet i still uh you know the rejection do still hit me hard um i still get stressed <laughs> at the end of the month so it's not like i've made it just yet yeah yeah do you ever cry in the corner when like things don't (laughs) work out (laughs) have you ever had one of those days (laughs) absolutely i I go i go to the meditation room whatever you call it (laughs) (laughs) we all have those days eh (laughs) we all do absolutely yeah cool so yeah i mean that i think that kind of explains you know the first kind of you've answered the first question around you know what drives you which is all about helping people but also more that numbers side of things right because of the degree that you had in the background so that was a very like a I guess like a professional point of view on what really drives you and 
my second question to you now is actually you know do you remember a time or like an event or an experience that happened in your life that really made you think like if it wasn't for that I wouldn't be the way I am today and that could be from a professional person like what's the first thing that comes in your mind when you think about okay that event made Bashar who he is today wow very good question I like that <laughs> uh, I know what and I, I'm a very strong believer in everything happens for a reason right so yeah. I think it's not just one big event but all these small events everything you do do tend to lead to uh, where you are at the moment so you can't just put pin it down to one big event or no. one certain thing but I think there's a lot of things that has to be right in order for you to be here at the moment, right? And I, I'm a big believer in that. So if it wasn't for, for example, um, me having that day at BMW where I worked in finance, maybe I wouldn't be in sales, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe um, if, uh, you know, I've had some setbacks in my life where I got made redundant from a job and things like that, maybe it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be working at Salesforce and things like that. You know, there's a lot of things that really add up to uh, becoming who who you are as a person uh, that's just not just in professional life but also in your personal life as well right so mm. I mean I moved to UK when I was 10 uh, I could have been living in Nepal at the moment you know my life could have been completely different if my dad and mum hadn't made that decision to uh, you know take a chance and move abroad right so there's loads of things that really add up and it's difficult to really pin it down but um, I yeah. do think you know everything really just adds up to bring you to where you are at the moment and everything you do from today and uh, tomorrow onwards will add up to who you become in 10 years time or 20 years time or whatever it might be right so um, oh, i guess i didn't really answer your question me because you, you were you're looking for a particular event right but i kind of yeah, you did a little, you did a little matrix yeah. backflip kind of thing. Like, it's just like, nope. But no, I, I know that that is definitely true, right? Because what makes you who you are is an aggregate of all these different experiences. So you, like yeah. you said, you can't put it down to one. Um, but like when I ask this question to other people, like most times the reason I ask that is because it's like you normally have to go through some form of hardship or like something to go completely wrong, but then for it to then go right in a way so you, yeah, you yeah. mentioned things about being like redundant or like um when yeah. you first moved to the uk like those are all kind of big monumental uh, moments right mm -hmm. that has really made you who you are today but i guess to make it a bit easier for you like if we were to like whittle it down to like maybe one positive and one negative experience like does does that help or are you still gonna stick to your first answer <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, the, the answer, I mean, I'll still stick to my first answer, but I can sort of give you some examples. So I mentioned my redundancy briefly in my previous answer, right? So uh, when I was at Microgen, um, my role prior to Salesforce, um, I was working in sales in an account management position where I was looking after uh, some territories, including uh, Barbados, the Caribbean, and Netherlands, Switzerland. So it was a really good role for me. It was my first experience of really selling software solution and things like that for a fairly and small you, company. And you got to go to Barbados as well, which is ridiculous. Like, Maybe, not a lot right. of people Yeah, so it was really good. I was, I was traveling abroad, selling software to um, sort of the wealth managers and asset managers at offshore locations and things like that. Really enjoyed my role. Um, but there were some changes that happened internally and things like that, so which made uh, the graduate role that I was in, uh, they, they decided to make it redundant. Uh, redundant so... Unfortunately, I was let go at that point, and how did that, that hit feel? me hard, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Because 
especially because I was at the point in my career where I was thinking, you know, this is a very good job for me. I was, I was enjoying sales. I was enjoying the company I was in. And, um, you know, it was just everything was seemed to be going in the right direction for me. And then it just hits you. And out of nowhere, you know, it was just it was a very, very difficult moment for me because I was pulled into the office uh, with my manager and the HR and they decided to make that decision. And, you know, it's like almost like I hit a brick wall, right? Like, you know, it's just Not out of well. nowhere. It hits you so hard. And I, I was like, okay, I don't know what to do next, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I had this, uh, I had a family friend of mine, let's say. So it's actually my sister's best friend's dad. Um, mm-hmm. who is an IT consultant he used to work for service now and you know he's consulting many different projects and stuff like that so uh, I used to almost look to, look to him as a mentor so he was the first person I called after that right mm-hmm. and um, I met up uh, with him at, at the pub and um, just told him that this, this happened I don't know what to do next kind of thing and he just said okay fine let's just um, I think you've got really good experience now uh, let's try and go for ServiceNow, Salesforce, and Workday. And he just mentioned those three names, you know, mm. and because uh, I think you want to be selling software as a service, and I think you're in a good position to get to get one of those jobs. Mm. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And I had seen your Instagram post about Salesforce and all those things as well. And I had actually been headhunted by Salesforce a few six months or so prior to when that happened. Mm. So I had a good sort of sort of relationship with them. So I reached out to Salesforce. And um, he helped me through the interview process and all those things, and mm. you know, and that, and I guess that's 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 where I, where I ended up, and it was an easy process. But if it wasn't for that big moment, maybe I wouldn't have been here, right? So, mm. um, and that was really a big kick up the ass, I guess, right? Because uh, it may seem like the world is all rosy and all going, isn't it going so well? And it just kind of <laughs> someone just comes in, like pulls the carpet underneath from your legs. Exactly, <laughs> and it could all just go so wrong, right? So yeah, mm. I guess I guess that was a big moment in my life. Yeah. Mm, definitely. I, I mean, I'm glad that you shared that because I think sometimes people might look at you and maybe us and think that everything was so easy and everything mm-hmm. just worked out in our favor. But to your point, at the end of the day, we work at companies and things happen and change. So. I think the key kind of takeaway there is like nothing is permanent in the sense that mm-hmm. you had a particular plan in terms of how to develop yourself and follow that path in that specific company. And I think in a way you did kind of get comfortable in, in some form where Absolutely. you were like, you yeah. know, this is my set path. But yeah. reality is things like this happen. And what you did, the first thing you did was ask for help because um, sometimes when you are on your own and when you're faced mm-hmm. with these kind of difficult life situations it can go one way where you you know spiral into like you know what what am I worth now but because of the experience you've had like I'm sure that wouldn't have been the yeah. case but you know just even asking for help for your I think the second thing is having mentors as well right um I've got yeah. a couple of mentors as well and it, it, you know sometimes you do need that extra voice so that's what you did Definitely. and like you mentioned if it wasn't for those events you wouldn't be where you are today and in a way that had had to have happened for you to eventually land this new gig at Salesforce because who knows, right? Yeah. You, maybe you would have gotten comfortable and just gone, stayed there for another four or five years. Uh, but even yeah, though it was, it was hard in the moment, you picked yourself up. Yeah. Absolutely. And it was definitely looking that way. Uh, if that hadn't happened, then maybe I would have stayed there uh, just working that job. And obviously that job, as good as it was, uh, is not as good as uh, that kind of major role I am at the moment, right? So. Uh, some things had to happen for me to be here and I 
took that leap of faith and moved to Dublin and stuff like that, leaving my home and stuff, you know, so all these things happened uh, to get me where I am, but it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that redundancy, right? So there you go. Not every negative is, is as bad as it seems, I guess. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I think, you know, for the people listening as well, like at the end of the day, like we will go through different jobs and companies and even industries. Like I think I read somewhere like an average person changes their job like three times. And that's like a completely mm-hmm. different industry as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. well, we've still got another th- 30 years of working. I mean, hopefully less if we somehow become a millionaire and we can retire early. But the reality yeah, is... that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Millionaire before 30, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> dream, absolutely. Dream, dream big. But the reality yeah, is... on a bar by the beach and grease by 35. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> no, yeah, aren't we all, yeah. mate? Aren't we all? Yeah. I think the reality is, like, you know, when things don't go to plan, like, I think this is the key takeaway is like it will work out and it, it, it's hard to believe that better days are coming especially when you're in that moment like I'm sure when they pulled you into that room and when they told you that message I'm sure you just want to run away somewhere and not have that feeling again like I'm sure even thinking yeah. about it now it's not the best feelings right but um I think it's the message here is like once again things will work out if you it will yeah if you keep yeah, look- yeah. Going. Exactly. Keep going. Keep keep going at it, and uh, don't be shy to uh, to reach out for help. You know, like you said, like mm-hmm. have those guys, like your mentors or whoever. And I think everyone can help you in a, in some way. You know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, don't be shy to reach out to help when you need them. And yeah, the main thing is just keep keep at it. Really, so, yeah, I think these things. I know it won't be the last thing. Last thing that you know, uh, a last sort of setback that'll happen to me in my life. And. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it won't be the first, it wasn't the first, it won't be the last, right? So the main thing is just keep going and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the best part is, I think you end up getting more resilient over time. Like the more experiences you have, like the first knockback must have hit hard, but in the future, I think without realizing you build that resilience muscle, right? Because you've been through it once, you can go for it again, kind of, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. I want to, but maybe. (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Sounds good. So yeah, I think that. Thank you for yeah giving the answer because, like you mentioned, you know, going back to my question around what was that one moment? There's a lot of things that happened, but I think this it just shows that you know what what you shared around your redundancy from a yeah from <clears throat> professional point of view, like it's hard, but but things worked out. So I think that kind of covers like the first half of the podcast, which is all around the ordinary tales. So I think that really helped us get to know you as an individual, like what really drives you and, um, you know, what, mm-hmm. what you do yeah. from your day job point of view, but also you as an individual. And uh, the second half of the podcast is all around the extraordinary dreams part, right? So that's the future and yeah. whether that's, you know, <laughs> retiring in Barbados or whatever your goal is, I'm going to ask you this one question and then we can kind of take it from there. But my question yeah. to you, Bashal, is what do you want your legacy to be? Um, I want to be remembered as someone that was, uh, someone that was, you know, uh, I want to have an impact on some people's life, right? And like, um, the main thing to remember is that, you, you know, a lot of people think an impact has to be big, but um, I think you can make a very, do small gestures and things like that and have a huge impact on other people's life, right? For example, um, we have uh, some sort of family back home. He, he, he used to sort of help, help us when we were like, you know, you know, we have helpers in Nepal. So like from we had one from uh, from the village, right? So um, 
now obviously he helped me a lot when we were growing up and things like that and um he was living in the village working working at a factory or something like that but at the moment me and my family we sponsor his kids to go to a school in Kathmandu right Mm -hmm. and that's such a small little gesture that we do but I think it's had such a big impact in their life right so I want to continue doing things like that you know because because um it just makes other people happy and like you know the happiness that i see in their faces when uh, when i see them they, they know they recognize me and like you know all these things it just makes me very very like you know pleased to see that i'm actually having an impact on people's life right so mm-hmm. i don't think you can you need to change the world like when i say impact i think you can have, do such small things and have such you know small gestures can mean a lot to certain people right so mm. i think that's the legacy i want to leave behind i want to um, you remembered as as someone that uh, was always willing to lend a helping hand, mm. and you know, when, like I mentioned, when I get to that sort of teaching stage, I want to teach everyone uh, what I've learned in my life, right? So mm. all these things, whether in professional or uh, just in life, that I've learned. I want to be able to just uh, you know educate people, educate kids, and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's the most important thing. We're here, to, we're here to learn, and we're here to teach, right? So as long as I can learn and try my best to learn as much as I can and teach when it, when the time comes I think I'd, I'd be happy mm, definitely I mean that makes complete sense and it's interesting how your key driver is also what you want your legacy to be because you started off in the first question saying that what drives you is helping people out and then you from a legacy point of view as well you mentioned you know that is literally what you want to be remembered for and you're right right like legacy you think it's gonna people think it's only becoming the CEO or creating the next mm. Salesforce. But in reality, yeah. I think Maya Angelou said that you're building your legacy every single day um, and you have no idea right. how yeah. many people you've impacted. And going back exactly. to your story exactly. around yeah. your relative in Nepal, like he did his part when I guess you or your family needed help and now you're doing your part of giving it back. And yeah. like, as cliche as it sounds, like what goes around comes around, right? Like what Absolutely. you're doing now is you know in the future when that's what yeah. you're going to be teaching your kids and then it's just like attracting just the good kind of vibes in a way so I think mm-hmm. you're right like it is doing what you can in your power and I think at the moment like sometimes when we work where we work like you can get caught up in the chase and uh you know you yeah just absolutely get lost in that little bubble but I think it's really important to kind of have that clear anchor so that you 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 know yeah you know what you want to be remembered for eventually and it's just doing your part on a daily basis right yeah like so it's very easy to get sort of lost in the sort of a rat race if you like right but it's it's good to just take a step back sometimes and just i see myself as being very fortunate right so the mm. position i am like you know um i grew up in nepal um well i was born in nepal i sort of grew up in uk kind of thing i guess yeah where, where about in nepal were you born by the way were you in Kathmandu as well um Patan, yeah so Kathmandu. oh uh, nice just outside Kathmandu. yeah same yeah. are you whereabouts um do you know where new naya Bospak is like it's new Bospak, like samakusi area oh, okay yeah yeah but my yeah. mom was where, um yeah where uh ranja is from uh, oh no way that area. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So I'm from Lalitpur, Patan, so uh, I guess different districts. So yeah. It's it's so crazy. Like think about our past, and like you mentioned, if mm-hmm. you hadn't, you know, moved over, like yeah, our lives would be completely different right now. And exactly, yeah. it's, it's a different life. And you, we are very, right? yeah. we're very very fortunate for sure. Yeah, exactly. So it's mm-hmm. good to just uh, take a step back and actually 
give back to the people that aren't as fortunate, you know. Like uh, we, we did uh, some VTO with Salesforce last year as well. We went to Nepal and it was amazing, you know. We just spent a week with these kids and uh, we just kind of, we didn't do too much, you know. We brought some stuff back from uh, UK for clothes and things like that, books, mm. etc. And they were just you know, reading them and um, we uh, raised some money where they built a playground now. And think, uh, these are the small gestures, right? And when we went there, actually, um, so this happens every six months from Southport. Yeah. Yeah. And those kids actually remembered the uh, people that came last time, you know, and like, wow. you, you don't think about these things, but like, they remember the small gestures, like, oh, this guy gave me this and, you know, all these things. But, yeah. Um, it was, but yeah, was that, that always in- important. Yeah, was that the Indrani? Indrani, was that what it was? Indrani, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, so cool. Was, like, I think, yeah. maybe you can like give a bit of context around that for people listening, because on sure, of that so, charity uh, and, in, and also what you did. Yeah, absolutely. So Indrani.org is actually they help out people that are le- come from less fortunate backgrounds, right? So it might be sort of uh, orphans or. Uh, people from a very poor family and things like that and what they do is they uh, almost um, they school they school the kids in their own school and also uh, host them in their house right so it's like a boarding school type of type of vibe you know and they have their school and it's supported by um, obviously it's all sort of charity run so you know the people that work there are not sort of doing it for any profit or anything like that or their intention is just to school them provide for them and things like that Mm. And they uh, reach out to companies like Salesforce or um, any other corporations uh, in Europe, America, etc., um, to do the donations so they can donate to build a new school or build a new class. And when we went, the money we raised was uh, used to build a new playground. So you know, mm. all these things they reach out to people for. And we've got someone at Salesforce, um, Sally Kingston, I believe her name is, who is um, whose dad, I think, started off this charity. And we... Um, we travel there every six months, so every February and every October. Uh, people from Salesforce are with us. We kind of go go there, raise money, spend a week with the kids and things like that. And the week is just uh, we are so we stayed around Bodda, that sort of area. Mm. Uh, me um, and a few others from the Dublin office. Mm. And um, every morning we just go to the school. Uh, we kind of just see the kids, play with the kids, you know, like. Um, just we did some coloring we painted the school and things like that when we went they were on their uh, school holidays so we didn't really get to experience the classroom and things like that but i know some of them guys have actually taught and stuff like that as well so there's loads of things you can do but um i think the important thing is also the money that they receive from us you know we generate i mean we generate (laughs) raise a lot of money you know so um yeah, I raise a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. still thinking, still thinking sales, but <laughs> raise a lot of Can't money. Shock, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we raise a lot of money, and I think you know that's what really helps them. And obviously, we we give them clothes, books, and all these things. And it's really nice, you know, just to just play with the kids and stuff mm. like that. And uh, yeah, uh, it was a really good experience. And I, and they they do they do it every sort of um, a year and that's every six months. So I'd mm. recommend to anyone if anyone anyone here is from. Salesforce listening in, I would 100% recommend in Jenny Dolls. So yeah, that's all, that's all really that's all I would say. Yeah, I mean, it, I need to definitely get involved. And it, it seems like there's a partnership going on, isn't there? Like when you mentioned the, the kids actually remember the guys from the previous lot and stuff. So it mm-hmm, seems like it's mm-hmm. like an ongoing partnership. <laughs> Between us, yeah, no, it really is. Like, you know, um, I think Sally Kingston from London, she's from London, actually. Mm-hmm. She, she, she does a lot with um, Indrani. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a charity that we've teamed up with. I mean, 
it's not the only charity you can you can help out in many ways but that's the most important thing you know just yeah. actually uh, give using back. a position that you're in to give back to people that aren't in your position so i think that's the most important thing yeah and i think giving back to i guess our own country is just that extra cherry on top yeah that's, right? because... that, that, that's why i like you know that, that's just the connection i have with nepal and like you know i've seen these kids that are, you know kids like this in nepal and stuff like mm. that i know i know how, how hard it is it's just like they didn't even get a first chance in life, you know. Mm. Like a lot of people talk about getting a second chance and stuff like that, mm. but they didn't even get a first chance. They were born in this family. They, they didn't really have enough for education, things like that. And that's what really touches me, you know. And uh, that's why I'm sort of more keen to help people from Nepal because I guess it's my country and things like that. Oh, of so, course, yeah. yeah, definitely. And were you like the pro when you were there? Like, did you take all the people to the best like Momo spots and stuff? <laughs> Absolutely, I was like, follow me, I can take you everywhere. It's like, oh, we got a free tour guide. Yeah, exactly, they loved it. I took him to, I took him to Tamil for, for a day as well. Wow. Nice even so, um, <laughs> one of my cousins, he runs, he runs a bar there, so I took him there and, you know, we were just getting shots after shots. And yeah, we had one night that I was a little bit like that. So yeah, they had a really good time, a really good time. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think I'll definitely look into it, like post-COVID world. And can people outside of Salesforce join as well? I'm sure, right? I'm sure they want to know. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, how dare you help? No, you're not Salesforce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Only Salesforce allowed. I'm sure you can. And like, look, it's not the only charity. Look, find find one that touches you the most. You know, I think that's that's what's important. Um, whatever you can connect with, but mm. like you know, that's it. Doesn't matter who you help as long as you're helping. I think that's. Yeah, I don't know if I told you, but I actually went to Bali for my VTO the first year. Mm. Um, I was like, that was like the best. Like we, it was VTO, but we were chilling at the beach the whole day. But you were oh, releasing, really? you were releasing turtles into the sea. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, it, it is a legit That's charity. Amazing. Yeah. yeah if, if my manager's listening right now, I'm sure we worked so hard. Like <laughs> <laughs> it was long yeah. hours, mate. Long hours. But yeah, of course. No, yeah. It was literally one of the guys from the graduate was like, oh, we found this charity. And like, it was, it was when you looked at the spec, it was like, oh, you're going to have to patrol the beach and like you have to release yeah. the turtles and you're going to have to like collect the eggs and stuff. Um, and I mean, I feel like I would definitely go back. But then, yeah, I think in terms of using, so basically we get seven days a, a year to volunteer wherever we uh-huh. want. So um, if you are looking for like a nice, hol- like, holiday after the VTO so we did two weeks because yeah. you're flying halfway across the world anyway right um Absolutely. and you're helping like a charity where you've released turtles into the sea so that was like one of the best volunteer volunteering experiences I've ever yeah. had but I think the Indraeni one sounds and yeah I think it was actually releasing turtles and also during the day you uh, helped kids learn English so kind of like what you oh, did okay. and yeah. just like it, there was a bit of a language barrier but like at that age, they just like we just put some Snapchat filters on them, and they were like laughing the whole time. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. I can imagine the Nepal one being so much fun as well. Yeah, exactly that. Mm. I mean, um, yeah, just making memories right for them and for us. So yeah, yeah, fun. But um, yeah, like I said, you can you can make it a fun experience. It's not all about just doing a lot of manual work and you know helping out as much, but you can also have fun on the side, right? Yeah, have shots at night and things like that. So it's a good experience all around, you know. It's all, so all for, about the for balance you, for them, everyone. Yeah, it, exactly. It's all about the balance, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can get involved in, you know. There's uh, my sister's doing things with 
um, the stray dogs in Nepal. So, you know, she's wow. mad into animals. You know, we, we've got a dog ourselves, I'm sure you know. Of course. And like, she loves it. Rollins. You know? and, like, Rollins, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what really touches her is uh, when animal cruelty and things like that. You know? mm. so, um, even her, she's got skincare stuff that she, she's trying to promote any any skincare product that doesn't use animals for testing and things like that. Wow. She wants to do stuff with um, sort of stray dogs in the pulse. And that's, that's what really touches her, right? So mm-hmm. I think and she wants to help out in that way, so helping out stray dogs in the pulse, things like that. So I think, and for me, it's more sort of the kids that aren't sort of um, privileged enough to uh, live the life that we live. So I think there's a lot of ways you can help out. You just need to find what you really connect with, I think. Yeah, of course. I think, yeah, to your point, it's just finding that one thing that you're passionate about and going for it and I think just to summarize the whole thing as well from what you said around you want to you're in that learning stage but you want to get to that point where you want to give back and I think that you giving back to Indreni Org is that one piece of the puzzle where you Mm -hmm. have if it wasn't for your hard work studying here in the UK going for uni going for all the jobs and hardships and working in a company that allows you to do that you wouldn't have never got that choice so I think going back to your legacy around helping out and building those moments that that's a true yeah, example absolutely. of how you've already done it right and i think in the future yeah it's only going to get more and and yeah absolutely in the future like hopefully i'll be i'll be at a stage where i learn enough and i'm at a you know i'm at a position where i can comfortably do that full-time you know just uh, full-time help people and mm. teach my learnings and things like that but I think there's still a long way to go for me. But yeah, it'll that, come, that's mate. the goal, really. So, yeah. Of course, it'll, it'll come, come before I'm you sure know it. Will, yeah. <laughs> before you know it. <laughs> cool. It sounds good. So I think, like, my only other question now is uh, more from, like, your tips and, and what's worked for you from a self-development point of view because, you know, development can happen in many forms. Like, people read books, mm-hmm. podcasts, or, you know, interviews, yeah. experiences. But from your point of view and in your life, what really has helped you from a development point of view? Any role models, anything that you want to share that could help the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm quite different from you, actually, Mika. So I'm not, I'm, I'm a very bad reader. You know, my <laughs> attention span is awful, awful. I wish I could read more, right? But, um, um, Each but to I really, own. really do struggle when it comes to, when it comes to books and stuff like that. So I've resorted to things such as audio books and things like that. And, um, but at the same time, I think what really sort of motivates me and like, you know, really gets me going is, is the interviews and like, you know, watching successful people. Like, even when I read about, uh, you know, someone doing something like, for example, a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan documentary that I watch and things, things like that really drive me to do well, right? So mm. I guess for me, it's, it's more so sort of, it needs to be in a bite-sized chunk. Like I can't, I can't, uh, my attention span isn't long enough to mm. uh, read a whole book or watch, uh, watch, you know, hours of movies, but um, <laughs> a short interview clips and things like that about Kobe Bryant or athletes that made it and things like that really, really do sort of get me going, you know, and, and things like that can, you can really sort of directly correlate it to my uh, career as well. Because sales is also something that you have to wake up, be focused, you know, and get into a routine of, um, sort of speaking to people, you know, hitting that number and things like that. So you can, it's, it's very similar to how athletes work in, in, in one way, you know, you train for the big moments and like mm. you do the calls and, you know, you have that big moment, you close those deals. So I think, I think so the athletes, the interviews and things like that is what really drives me. So um, mm. that's what, that's why I do. I watch a lot of interviews uh, and stuff like that on YouTube, et cetera. So I read a lot of audiobooks as well, but my books tend to be a lot of um, things such as, um, you know, a bit more sort of 
how to do well in sales or like more about the financial service market because I work in financial services market right so I have to help to banks and things like that so I want to learn more about those what I'm selling be almost a subject matter expert so when I'm speaking to people I can come across as being a very sort of advisor rather than a exactly and and that's really important you know so like it's really important to really know your shit like you know (laughs) be credible right yeah, be quite, yeah, credibility goes a long way. You know? So uh, the, the readings I do is more sort of uh, rather than self-help and things like that. It tends to be more sort of about sales or about um, financial services where I can, you know, pick apply up these little, yeah, apply it to my uh, daily life and my, and my sort of job and stuff like that as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's interesting you said that because one of my other friends said the same thing where she doesn't read self-help books because it's very like mm-hmm. you do this and then you get that and it's very like prescriptive but she actually yeah. gets inspiration from novels and biographies because there's right yeah. it gives you that exploration space to decide what you want to take from it and it's interesting that you mentioned Kobe Bryant and the athletes quite a lot because that's not directly related to your industry but like you mentioned there's a lot of similarities in those fields like building yeah. muscle right I mean from an athlete's point of view they do it from a physical point of view but for your job it's more like building the physical resilient muscle and, and that comes through training mm, and experience absolutely. so it's interesting how there's that parallel of these two different worlds um so from your kind of point of view as well like any favorite role models in that space like would kobe be the guy <laughs> I only and, and why because i've been watching a lot of kobe recently yeah you, so, you dropped the kobe uh, yeah. twice you know you dropped kobe yeah, twice yeah. <laughs> I watched his interviews recently and uh, I was just like, wow, he's, he's, he's quite a man. But like, to be honest with you, I don't really follow basketball that much. So mm. he's not really my real role model or whatever, you know. So mm. um, in terms of role models, I, I'm not sure, actually. Very good question. Um, obviously, I'm mad into music as well, as you might know. So I used, of to, course. I used to, you know, really uh, look up to Kanye West because I think he was a genius. But, yeah, um, he was not so much recently, you know. But yeah, <laughs> with his yeah. recent drama, but, do, yeah. <laughs> do people do people say that you look like Kanye West as well? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I just gave up that aura, right? So like, I, I never thought I looked like Kanye West. But, uh, <laughs> I definitely used to model my behavior, everything around him. So yeah, that's yeah. a role model growing up. To be honest, mm. I think he's 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 a very talented musician, you know. And I, as as a kid, I wanted to be a musician as well. So, um, but yeah. Uh, at the moment, I think um, the, the the last dance Michael Jordan documentary was very inspiring. Um, Kobe Bryant's interview that I watched. I went, so one one of the things that he mentioned that really got sort of hit home with me was that um, he said something like, "You know, we go into some big moments, you know, uh, and big big shots." He called it, and we put so much pressure on ourselves by calling it a big shot, right? Mm. So if you look at it as just any other ordinary shot, because we've for example, him with free throws, like he takes the free throws every single day of his life. So if he thinks of a big moment, uh, like a final game, when he takes a free throw as just any other free throw, then it's more likely that he'll get that in, right? So mm. it's the same with me when it, when, I, when it comes to sales, I guess. So if I go into a meeting thinking, oh, this is a big meeting, then I'm actually putting extra pressure on myself. Mm. But if I just look at it as like any other conversation, like myself and you, like we're having this conversation, it could be the same thing, right? And I think I'll perform better when it's like that rather than, putting this extra pressure on myself so that's, that's I, I guess that's why I, I mentioned Kobe so many times <laughs> you know, that, 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 I was like you know 
he's, he's talking he's talking sense right now <laughs> yeah i can see the heart eyes when you're talking about him as well <laughs> yeah yeah <I'm> missing. <laughs> just mesmerized <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. but that's so true i can totally relate like when you do put pressure on like, oh it's a big meeting or like i need to prove my best you actually end up being more nervous because you don't come across exactly authentic. yeah but when yeah, you go yeah. in and say do you know what whether they're the ceo or the vp if you like remove that title and just treat them as a human being you just come across much more authentic and 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 they'll listen right exactly. so you're right i exactly. think it, it just backfires and, when you put a lot of pressure yeah, exactly and nerves and excitement is the same emotion you know it's just how you take it so yeah mm. some That's people true, get yeah. excited some people get nervous yeah it absolutely is mm. you know Mm. And it's just it's just all about how you sort of uh, you know how, if you if you say you're nervous you're going to be nervous right so mm. you can either get excited for a big moment or you, or you get nervous for a big moment yeah so, exactly yeah. whatever you say you behave that way mm. there's, a lot, mm. there's a lot of power in your words <laughs> uh, <I hope> so. <laughs> <laughs> of course yeah all right cool I mean that brings us to the last question of the podcast um just want to say a huge thank you once again for coming along and you know sharing your story your ordinary right. tales <laughs> and just your... my mom just called so you cut off there sorry <laughs> oh no worries um i was just saying once again you know thank you so much for coming along to the podcast and sharing your ordinary tales um starting off from you know what really drives you that was like helping people out and your role in sales and also moving on to you know your experience around getting that um i guess like redundancy and how you picked yourself up and now you're in in a gig which you love and you're thriving in and also moving on to the legacy side of things around you know just wanting to give back and help out and especially in nepal what you've already done with in um and just finally rounding off with your love for kobe bryant so <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> um that that was such a great way to kind of get to know you and I know for a fact that whatever you do in the future, you're going to smash it. You're going to retire soon and give back and do whatever you set your heart to. Let's see. So, Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in in five years' time. We get it. Let's see where I am. <laughs> of course. I'm actually going to do like a, you know, reflecting on five or ten years' time to see what yeah. our answers to these questions would be and, you know, how much the experiences that we've had in the, you know, in, it will have in the next five, ten years will change our experiences uh-huh. or look back but if you want to come back i'll definitely have you back on <laughs> to Absolutely. do like a little like yeah, throwback i'm sure, I'm sure i have a lot, more, lot more stories to share at that time that's <laughs> your biggest biggest teacher right so yeah of course anyway well the hour's gone really really quickly is it an hour or something oh like it really so, has yeah that's the thing yeah, about these things because really we're talk- good really really good conversation yeah. hey yeah well thank you so much for your time again and yeah watch out for the episode thank you very Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye.